The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is, of course, a teaching tutorial Thursday presented, of course, by DraftKings. How about this? Tomorrow, Friday, is the last day, Monday through Friday, until the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, that you will not have a new, fresh Ross Tucker football podcast starting Monday. Yes, I know it's Labor Day. You will have a new show every single day, Monday through Friday. And if you're missing us on the weekends, that is a great time to listen or watch the Even Money podcast or Fantasy Feast or College Draft or Business of Sports or any of the others that are part of the RT Media Network. Check me out on social media for sure. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, whatever platform you're on. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Great way to see the highlight clips of the shows, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And, of course, you can also watch the shows. More and more people do that every week. It's really cool. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I do have some winners this week. I'll get to them in a little bit. We do have some people signing up to be patrons, which... Happens every year around this time. I think primarily because people want to see the even money bets in black and white. That's patreon.com slash RT media. Welcome to the family, Chris James. I think you'll like it. We have an awesome, awesome crew of Tuckheads on our private Slack channel, which I love. Really looking forward to looking forward. Uh, into the regular season with Greg Cosell. I'm looking forward to looking forward. I will say this, though. Before we get to the NFL regular season, we've got college football week one coming up. DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. Life is more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. 
New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with Code Ross, the crown is yours. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. Okay, Greg, the preseason is behind us. A lot of guys getting released. A lot of guys practice squad. Man, thank goodness for those guys that there's 16 guys in the practice squad now and not just five. That's a lot of jobs, Greg, a lot of jobs. And a lot of veterans that wouldn't be getting any money. Instead, they're getting a few hundred thousand dollars. So that is fantastic for those guys. And we've got the regular season coming up. So rather than looking at preseason week three, which is kind of irrelevant at this point, now that we know who has made each of the teams, I am curious. I want to talk to you about some of the teams that you're intrigued by, maybe some of the sides of the ball that you're intrigued by. You and I were texting. You know, we always like to text about possible topics for the show. Obviously, starting next week, we got a pretty good idea what we'll be getting into (laughs) with the regular season. We always talk about the Thursday night game and then the marquee Sunday and Monday night games, etc. But let's start with some of these teams that you and I are both pretty interested in. How about the Giants offensively, Greg, and what you think they might do the same, differently from what we saw last year. Now that it's year two for Dayball and Kafka, they've got Daniel Jones, and they got a new weapon in Waller. Yeah, they're one of the offenses, to be honest, Ross, I am most fascinated to see. Um, because I think that they will make a, a transition, essentially, from a Barkley offense to a Jones offense. Not that Barkley won't be a factor. Obviously, they're going to hand him the ball. But I think that Brian Dable, who's been around and he's won a lot of, been on championship teams, both in college and the NFL, understands that the NFL, you need explosive plays. And you get those predominantly from the passing game. And I think with the second year for Jones in this offense, you'll see an expansion of the pass game concepts. Uh, And I think the Waller factor is critical for this reason. What many, many teams are now looking for in this league is tight ends that can detach from the formation, and particularly tight ends that can be the single receiver to the short side of the field, what we call the boundary X, and that's opposite the other side where there's three wide receivers. That really helps quarterbacks because it helps them with their pre-snap investigation of what the defense is going to do. And Waller is that receiver. And keep in mind, that Mike Kafka, second year on the staff, he's with um, with Dable, obviously. He came from Kansas City, and Kansas City may do the best job of any team in the league deploying their tight end. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is a first ballot Hall of Fame tight end, but Waller stylistically gives the Giants that kind of ability to do those kinds of things, and I am really fascinated to see how that's going to play out. Let's stay on the offensive side of the ball, Greg. Uh, a, a team that's been talked about a lot this offseason, certainly this preseason, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Pickett led a touchdown drive every one of his preseason yeah. drives. Steelers fans are not big fans of Matt Canada. Uh, what are you expecting from them? What have you seen from them over the years? Well, a couple of things. Number one, um, I did watch Pickett in the preseason, and I thought that his, his – his ball came out with a little more velocity and a little more juice than it did a year ago. And we've seen that over the years, that quarterbacks sometimes as they grow and develop, they generate a little more velocity on their throws. I thought that was absolutely true of Tom Brady. And 
just so people understand, I'm not making an apples-to-apples apples comparison that Kenny Pickett will be Tom Brady, but the ball came out with a little more juice. Um, I think Pickett has a really good feel for understanding his offense versus defense. And the player I'm really curious about, and I think they're going to have a, a different division of labor in the backfield this year than people might think. Jalen Warren gives them a lot more juice at the running back position than Najee Harris. And I don't think you're going to see Harris this year getting 270, 280 carries. I don't think he'll be a quote-unquote feature back or foundation back. He's obviously going to play. He's going to be a significant part of what they do. But it would not surprise me to see Jalen Warren get a lot more snaps and a lot more carries in the context of their offense. Wow, that's interesting. Just based on what you've seen from the preseason? And, and what I saw last year, and I, I watched Warren when he came out of college, Oklahoma State, and he's just a juicier runner. And, you know, obviously every offense wants big explosive plays, however they can get them. And I think Warren gives you a little bit more of that. Now, of course, preseason is preseason, but he did have a long touchdown run in the preseason. He's just a juicier back. And, you know, I think that he'll get more snaps. When I say more snaps, I don't mean more snaps than Harris, but just more snaps in the context of what they do. You know, I think sometimes, Greg, it's really difficult for fans because when they watch and they see the burst, like, you can't hide burst. You can't, no. you can't hide juice, and fans see that. You know, they, yeah. they see Jalen Warren go for 60 yards, and that's something Najee Harris just couldn't do. He just That's just not who he is. No, and Harris is a good football player, but I think that, you know, within the context of what they're trying to get done with an improving picket, with real, a pretty good wide receiver core, and, and let's not forget Pat Fryermuth, who I think could end up being a high-volume target in this offense, because I think Pickett throws the ball well between the numbers. You know what I thought was interesting, Greg? I think I saw a quote from Tomlin where he, somebody asked him about Pickens, and he says about George Pickens, the receiver, you know, he can do the spectacular. He'll make the spectacular catches. I want to see him do the routine stuff more consistently, which I thought was interesting because I had, you know, I don't study George Pickens like maybe you do or others. Right. Um, but that was, that was what Tomlin said. And I thought, okay, so maybe that's why he doesn't get the ball as much as maybe we should. Because that's another one where if you're a fan – and you're watching, you're like, uh, why don't they throw it to that guy more? It's a great point, because so much of playing receiver is, is not just physical ability, but it's understanding how to run routes against particular defenses. It's understanding how to adjust routes. Um, I had a great conversation when I was in Nashville with Derek Mason. You remember him, a guy yeah. who would not be viewed as a high, high-level talent. And I think he had seven or eight 1,000-yard receiving seasons in his career, and he talked a lot about the fact that receivers have to learn how to adjust their routes on the fly. And I'm not saying that that's Pickens' issue. We don't know that. I don't know that. But you're dealing with a guy that in Pickens that has high, high-level traits. I love players like Derek Mason, Greg. I love guys that are not physical phenoms, but are just so smart that they figure yep. out a way to be super productive players for a long time. Um, that's awesome. That, that to me, is awesome. Let's get to uh, the, uh, an offense that I, I'm skeptical of, Greg. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm the only one. I, I don't know. The people in Baltimore are so mad at me. You know, Greg, I, I kind of thought Greg Roman's offense was awesome. I mean, people, all these Ravens fans want to rip 
Greg Roman. But then they want to give Lamar Jackson all the credit for being unanimous MVP in 2019. Greg, I'll say it. A big reason for Lamar Jackson's success that year is that the Ravens caught the rest of the league by storm with the quarterback-centric run game that, that Greg Roman employed. Teams were not ready for it, Greg, and they killed him. Yeah, and I think they're one of the most intriguing, fascinating teams offensively to watch this year. Because obviously Todd Monken has come in. It's going to be different. It's going to be more spread, more tempo, more passing. Um, obviously they've signed and drafted wide receivers. So you're going to see a lot more three wide receiver personnel groupings. Last year, I mean, and this is unbelievable in today's NFL, Ross, but last year they played out of 11 personnel, which for fans is one back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. They played out of that personnel package on 12% of their offensive snaps Far and away, the lowest number in the league. Far and away. That's just not done in the NFL now. So I think that's going to be a real case study this year to see how all this plays out. And uh, I know they're excited about it. Certainly Lamar Jackson wants to throw the ball more. Every quarterback does. Uh, But I'll be very curious to see uh, not only how Lamar plays, but just how it it all gets sort of mapped out tactically with the receivers that they have. Do you? Do you have high hopes for it, Greg? I mean, I, do you think it'll – like, you've watched Lamar play a lot now. You've watched yep. him throw the ball. We all know he can throw the ball. We all know he's a good quarterback throwing the ball. But we've really seen him, at least in the pros, do it primarily, you know, the play-action stuff, off the run game. And obviously he's done it in two-minute drills and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see how it plays he's, out. He's had some phenomenal throwing games. I can remember a Monday night game a few years ago. Um, it was actually against the Colts. He and Carson Wentz actually were battling back and forth. I don't know if you remember that game. Lamar was absolutely phenomenal throwing the football. He's had games where he's thrown the ball extremely well and other games where he hasn't. Um, and again, if you spread out your offense, it, it puts a little more burden at times on the quarterback because now, you know, it's very tough to pressure an offense that lines up, you know, in 22 personnel with Picard basically as almost another offensive lineman. You know how it is, you know, you play an offensive line. Teams don't blitz that. They're, you know, that that's just a physical game. So now there's all kinds of things that will be different for Lamar in the NFL. And he may handle it wonderfully. We don't know the answer to this. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's going to be an intriguing uh, new scheme to watch as the season gets underway. We do know the answer, Greg, to what beer people should drink this weekend for Labor Day weekend, and that is Labatt Blue Light. If you want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Heck, if you're going to be out in California, maybe drink some Labatt Blue Lights with me. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, a couple more sides of the ball I wanted to talk about. Let's get to the defense for the Minnesota Vikings. 
Greg, I don't know how they won that many games last year. <laughs> they were terrible on defense. They won every close game. Uh, I was not surprised when Kevin O'Connell made the change that he did. Your thoughts on Brian Flores defensively and his fit in Minnesota? This is a dramatic change, Ross. I mean, last year, Ed Donatel, who you know, was a little bit from the Vic Fangio school, and they played a lot of too high, and it was relative. I don't want to say soft. I hate that word, but I mean it was not an aggressive-style defense, for sure. It was coverage-based and a ton of too high, and they struggled, as, as we all know. So this year they bring in Brian Flores, a very conscious decision by Kevin O'Connell, and now you have Flores, who's extremely aggressive. He's going to blitz. He lines up a lot with pressure fronts, six, seven guys on the line of scrimmage. Doesn't mean everything's a blitz, but they show the offense that. And you've got to protect against that, as you know. I mean, you played offensive line, you can't say, well, I don't think that guy's going to come. You actually have to have a plan to protect. And so they put a big burden on both the O-line and the quarterback before the snap of the ball. So I am fascinated to see how this is going to play out because I think their corner position right now is a little bit of a work in progress. And if you're going to pressure at some point on the outside, whether it's truly a zone call or a man call, your corners still have to match up. Um, Because a lot of zone calls become match at some point anyway. So I'm really curious to see how this plays out. But this will be a dramatic turn from what they did a year ago. You know, the last time I checked, and maybe something's changed over the last week or two, I don't think, like, Andrew Booth and and Lewis Seen, I don't think they're starting. I mean, these are like their first and second round picks the last couple years. DBs from Georgia and Clemson. And, I, I mean, maybe maybe they are now, but last I checked, they weren't starting on defense. Yeah, so that that's the other thing. We don't know that. And, you know, a lot of things we don't know based on preseason until you get to the first regular season game. There's always going to be somebody that you and I look at and go, wow, I didn't think that guy was going to start. Or, wow, that guy played a lot in the preseason, and now he's buried on the depth chart. We don't know that till we get to, you know, next week. Well, and everything new that these coaches came up with in the offseason, they've been saving for next week. I mean, they didn't show oh, up in the preseason. Oh, for sure. So they've been, they've been waiting. What, what's going to be the biggest difference, Greg, for the Chargers offensively with Kellen Moore instead of Joe Lombardi? Yeah, I think they'll probably push the ball down the field a little bit more, and I'm very curious to see how that works. Because obviously Herbert, in terms of pure physical traits, is top five in the league, and uh, he's a beautiful thrower of the football And, you know, one thing you saw a lot with the Cowboys offense was a lot of deep overs and deep crossers. I think you'll see a lot more of that with the Chargers offense because obviously Kellen Moore coming from the Cowboys. You know, I watched a lot of Cowboys offense this summer, and they ran C.D. Lamb a ton on those deep overs and deep crossers. You're going to see more verticality, I think, in the Chargers offense. And there's no question that Justin Herbert has the traits to make those throws. That is for sure. Uh, And you know what? They got... Maybe their best O line in a long time, too, yeah. Greg. Like they, they have the offensive line to be able to hold up for the longer developing routes, I think. Yeah, I would agree with you 100% on that. I just think that that offense is, you know, it's kind of an under the radar offense uh, right now, but I think that offense has a chance to be one of the more explosive ones in the league. The last thing is, Greg, you and I were texting, and you love watching the Dolphins offense. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, they were obviously in the news this week with discussions about Jonathan Taylor and supposedly the Colts asked for Jalen Waddell and the 
Dolphins were like, yeah, definitely not. Right, you're, right. you're, what, what is it about the Dolphins offense that you love so much? I, I just love the way they use motion and splits and the way they then expand defenses horizontally, stretch them vertically, create space between the numbers. And Tua is, is so rhythmic. And, he, and because of what they do with their motions and, and, and their concepts, their route concepts, Mike McDaniel really allows Tua to play with such a refined sense of rhythm, which is exactly what his game is. You know, Tua's not a sit in the pocket on his back foot and drive the ball 30 yards down the field. He's not that guy. Tua is rhythmic. He's really quick on his drop, his set. The ball gets out. He's really precise with his ball location in the short to intermediate areas. Um, they're just so rhythmic. Everything, I don't in the NFL, Ross, you know nothing is easy. But it, there are times it just looks easy. It looks, it's just so choreographed. And I really, really love watching their offense, their passing game in particular. Yeah, you love that. Um, it is. It's pretty to watch. There's no question. I love talking with you, Greg. Can't wait. Next Thursday, a week from the night, we've got the Chiefs hosting the Lions. Unbelievable. Check him out on social media, at Greg Cosell. Thank you so much for the time, Greg, as always. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. So you know why I'm fired up, Jack? I'm fired up because making my CBS broadcast debut Sunday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Oregon State at San Jose State. Now, most of you should just watch the game on TV. Watch your boy. But if you want to go, there's no better place in the Game Time app. In fact, with college football week one here and even NFL week one the following week, if you don't have the Game Time app on your phone, you're doing it wrong. I'm telling you, when I last checked my email, at least 10 of you had sent me uh, that you love the game time. I literally sent it to the company that to be like, look, people love your app, man. There was like three or four of you that were like, dude, I didn't know how awesome this thing was. I love the game time app. They have a guarantee. That means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, they'll credit you 110% of the difference. But here's what I'm looking at right now. You can get into general admission for this game I'm doing for $21, except if you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code ROSS, you get $20 off your first purchase. So it's $1. $1. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code ROSS, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Tuck Stakes. All right, Ross, start Dolphins defensive lineman Zach Seiler signed a three-year extension, but nothing for Christian Wilkins. Congrats to Seiler. He almost made my list of the most underrated guys that I was uh, coming up with for the, for the 33rd team because I think he really is uh, a really good player. Christian Wilkins is phenomenal. The D-tackle money has gotten so high that they couldn't agree. You know, I get nervous for guys like Wilkins now because I'm quite sure the Dolphins offered him major, major life-altering money, and I really, really, really hope he stays healthy. Numerous signings to get to around the league. The Vikings signed running back Miles Gaskin, offensive lineman David Quisenberry. Bill signed offensive tackle Jermaine Effetti. Steelers signed cornerback Desmond King. Broncos signed wide receiver Philip Dorsett. Bears signed wide receiver Trent Taylor. And the Falcons signed Broncos offensive lineman Isaiah Prince. Right, so we've talked about this earlier in the week, but the way it works is, you know, these teams still felt like they needed an upgrade at certain spots. Now, none of these guys are starters, right? 
but these teams felt like we, we could use a better extra offensive tackle. We could use a better, you know, return guy like Trent Taylor or a better nickel guy like Desmond King, Broncos wanting Dorsett. So that's the thing about the NFL. These teams signing these guys, they had to cut other guys to sign these guys. You've never really made it. Like you make the team and you're excited, but you haven't really made it until uh, you're on that week one roster. And even then, there's always a 53rd guy. There's always a guy that's last, and if they make a move, he's out. A couple of cuts across the league. Vikings cut wide receiver Jalen Rager, and the Colts let go of wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie. It's really interesting, isn't it? Like these slot receivers, Jamison Crowder and McKenzie and Cole Beasley, you know, these guys are all guys that have been like starting slot receivers and good in that role, and they're having a tough time, you know, getting on rosters. You know, now these guys are all getting released by teams. I think Beasley is on the practice squad for the G-Men. And Rager, I mean, there were several teams that liked Rager more than Justin Jefferson. It wasn't just the Eagles. And that just goes to show you how tough it is to evaluate these guys. Bears put offensive guard Tevin Jenkins on IR. That is a shame because that young man showed that he could be a very effective guard last year. And so I think it stinks that he's back to being injured again. He had had a good year last year. But his first couple years, he was constantly like banged up and unavailable. I hope he can get back on track. You're named the captain. You're named the captain. You're named the captain. The Giants, they have 10 captains this season. That's ridiculous. It really is. You know, when you have 10 captains, it's almost not as much of an honor. It's definitely not as much of an honor. Are they really going to send 10 guys out there for the coin toss every week? And when you have 10 captains, you know what you did? You made about 10 or 15 other guys feel like bad. Like, wow, so that guy's a captain and that guy's a captain, but I'm not? Have two captains, maybe three, one on offense, one on defense, maybe a special teams guy. I mean, I think that is absolute stupidity from the Giants, but whatever. What's not stupidity is those of you that go the extra mile for all of the shows. People like Harold Bone, who gave us a Facebook review at Ross Tucker Pod on Facebook. People like Marcus Lang, who bought some Raycon earbuds, which are awesome. People like Anthony Holman, H-O-L-M-A-N, who commented at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You guys are all winners. Hit me up, Ross at Ross Tucker.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. How about some shout-outs for some of the best businesses I'm aware of? MyFrontPageStory.com. Get on it. BackOfficeScheduler.com. Go-Bengals.com. SteakhouseSports.com. HumanHeadNYC.com, Sportaculture, and of course the delicious Pizza Boy Brewing.